0: You are listening to Reka Narrative. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Reka Narrative. My name is Fatin, and I will be your host today as we chat with our guest, Dr. Raviatol Abubakar from the Malaysia-Japan International Institute of Technology. Thank you so much for joining us, Doctor. How are you feeling? Yeah, welcome. Yes, I'm feeling very well. Thank you very much. Okay, please, doctor, do introduce yourself to our audience to let them know who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, thank you very much, uh, Fatin. So, I would like to thank Eureka for inviting me for this podcast. Well, this is the first time uh, I attend a podcast. I've given given quite a number of webinars before and also classes, but yeah, this is the first podcast without face. You know? Oh wow! What an honor. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my name is Raptawaka and and uh, I had my PhD from SIDPRI, Southeast Asia Disaster Prevention Research Initiative, UKM, National uh, University of Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So um, my my interest was uh, in geological hazard, and I was dealing with, not was, but I'm still with uh, disaster risk reduction management since 2013 Mm. up till now. And currently, my position is, um, well, I'm, I'm having two heads, actually. Uh, one, yeah. one leg is in SIDPRI, the other one is in MJIT. So, um, I'm a postgraduate researcher or even my, um, so my, um, my senior call me as a postdoc there in SIDPRI. And also, I'm a technical consultant for Japan International Cooperation Agency in MJIIT, which is um, Malaysian-Japan International Institute of Technology. So what I've been uh, looking into is, um, my interest is in disaster management, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, My basic background is uh, a Bachelor in Engineering from Geomatics, utilizing uh, all the various advanced technological tools from space, um, which is uh, satellite, you know, GPS, GNSS, and then this, uh, all the China, Japanese, uh, there are lots of, you, you can't call, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many satellites out there yeah. for positioning and also for uh, mapping purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And as well, uh, I also, um, I'm well-versed with this terrestrial laser scanning, you know, to to get data for BIM. BIM is building information management. Uh, Now it is rather uh, uh, something that's very innate in Singapore. It is like whenever you are uh, wanting to construct a building or any form of infrastructure, you have a blueprint of what you want to make. Mm -hmm. but you also need to do um, sessions or phases of uh, this uh, scanning during your construction Mm -hmm. Uh, that is to you know for you to um, see how much of uh, of error you have made or uh, how much of uh, difference in material things like that okay Okay. that's part of it Mm -hmm. Uh, well and then throughout my PhD, I've been involved with a number of um, actual projects utilizing LIDAR data, mm-hmm. uh, INFSAR data, but LIDAR data is the most expensive of them and the most accurate is uh, point cloud data from LIDAR. Mm-hmm. And that one goes up to, up to a resolution of 25cm uh, and 7cm um, in autophoto and 25cm in uh, point cloud so actually there are a lots of things that can be extracted however the data is uh, accumu- is um, is a JMG mineral science um, department of geoscience and uh, mineral of okay. malaysian so so it is a uh, what i call a quite a restricted data i'm able to just do some form of publication with it because i'm part of the project Producing the final maps for hazard and risk on a landslide in Malaysia. Yeah, you know? oh, I
0: see. Yeah, okay. so
1: when mm, I got this uh, topic from Recca Recca narrative episode six data yeah. in disaster management. Mm-hmm. Well, the the real um, the real phase of data sharing in Malaysia is still an issue. Yeah. You know, something that should be, should be brought forth every time, you know, whenever we, we get to sit down with the local government. Like for you, you are the private sector. Like mm-hmm. even for me now, I'm working with Jaika, which is a private sector. Which is, uh, but I have Natma within this current project that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Natma is my partner. Is the yeah. Jaika partner for my current project. Yeah. Uh, so the current project that I'm in is actually to map or to measure the capacity of the DRRM or disaster risk reduction management of the local government in in Malaysia. Mm, okay, is this what you're doing with setpri Right. Uh, no, this one is okay. MGI. Ah, okay, I see. I see. Yeah. sorry. With Zebra is another is another another thing. Mm. The one is um on how preparedness. Uh, how prepared are the people after after they've received you know, trainings from the APM mm-hmm. our defense force right we mm-hmm, yeah. always give like annual trainings yeah yeah and and we want to see how how well are the people actually more pre- are they more prepared after the training how how much are they more prepared you know mm-hmm. uh, is it is it because of the training or is it because of the environment that they face in because sometimes, of course they will give training more they will give more or more training to those communities or um, those people who are in the prone zone right the prone disaster zone Mm. for example in Kelantan they are always faced with the annual flood yeah that's true so APM as the uh, secretariat for disaster they always uh, give this uh, preparedness training siagaan, training siagaan mm-hmm. to the people, to the local people there. And as well, I believe that they can also achieve some form of uh, information from the local people, you know, learning from the locals as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To improve on their own training.
0: Okay. Ah, okay see. see. Um, I think just now you mentioned about NADMA, right? So, can you like elaborate more on like this um, collaboration that you guys have done? Like, what exactly are the efforts that you've executed?
1: Well, uh, as you know, Natma is our, is Malaysian uh, National Disaster Agency, you know? Yeah. So, after, uh, if you can recall back in uh, 2015, when Natma was formed,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh huh. Uh, and then uh, back in two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen, if I'm not wrong, when Dr. Sri Dr. Wan Aziza, she was our uh, deputy prime minister. Yeah, she actually uh, all is also uh, responsible for this uh, D- DRRM this disaster uh, sector. You know, in the commentary. Oh, okay. So. Uh, she really proposed this out that we will actually look into how to uh, reduce how to reduce the risk to disaster because you cannot actually even hold on to uh, you, you cannot like um, prevent a disaster there's no such thing as preventing a disaster mm-hmm. but what you can do is to reduce the risk to a disaster mm-hmm. so um, nutmouse think from 2015 very slowly they actually um, actually employed people from the government sector as well. Those people who already are experienced, but they are also given up more uh, exposure with disaster, uh, you know, uh, with the disaster courses from Cipri itself, from MJIT, from UPM. There are quite a number of, of universities that actually are uh, involved with disaster education. Mm, okay. So, um, after that, Natma become a focal Point where they themselves started initiative to have the Rakanatma, you know, and then they also have the NGO uh, Rakanatma, and they have this private sector as well to be involved with their work. Yeah, and especially in this phase of COVID, we can see the Natma and APM, those who are in even Bomber, they are the frontliners, you know. Mm-hmm. Besides the doctors or people in the health. Uh, sectors this NADMA is being um, you know they are the the coordinators to the disaster besides MKN when well, it become a catastrophe become a catastrophe something that is really really big and create a crisis like the current COVID yeah. then they pass they pass the baton out to MKN because MKN is actually the um, the agency that is that is uh, responsible for crises type of, you know, that, that level, that is a very high level of disaster already, you know. Yeah. Like for those, it, it comes from like incidents, and it comes, goes out to hazard and it goes out to disaster and it goes out to uh, catastrophe and it goes up to crisis, you know, before even worse than that, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh not actually, especially like, this year they have a lot of initiatives that's coming out uh, but uh, amongst the the one that is um, proposed soon is they are trying to uh, form their they, they already have ndcc if you uh, if you want to know you know it's mm-hmm. for your info they already have the national command center mm-hmm. uh, but they also want to try and set up this form of like data Store, you know, data data storage where they are the custodian uh, to keep certain part of data that is needed promptly during a disaster event, you know, so that they don't no need to to retrieve it from other agencies. Like they mm-hmm. need to retrieve maps from Japan, and then they need to retrieve um, about drainage from JPS, and then they need to retrieve about you know road. Uh, information from JKR. So, maybe um, I think that's a very good initiative. Mm,
0: okay.
1: uh-huh. Yeah, and I believe that RECA mm. can also contribute to to uh, the initiative for disaster reduction. If, as you said, your company is a company that customise and actually use technology uh, towards what uh, people need. So of course there are still a lot of um, gaps and a lot of uh, holes that need to be filled in this disaster risk reduction management. Um, Of course, whenever comes a disaster, communication, uh, accessibility, logistics, these are the the things that are instantly needed. You know, it's needed like at the prompt instant. You want to see it on the dashboard now, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but as as we can see um geospatial part is also another lack you know in mm. malaysia i right? see. do you know geospatial um maybe you
0: could talk about it a bit more just
1: to, yeah. like elaborate so, um geospatial is knowing something the information of something in the form of uh location wise means you know the lead long and you know what it is you know the um, the variable of it you know the color of it you know how high it is for example uh, you uh, they have a disaster like flight okay how many people are involved right how many uh, where is the houses that are uh, underwater and where are the roads that is uh, not accessible. Mm-hmm. It's all you want. It's easier to see through geospatialization. Uh, through geospatial, is easier to be seen mm. on a map or oh, now everything's digital, right? You can see yeah. through, like open street map. It's an open source where everyone can assess. Oh. Uh, however, information needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. People at the site should be able to like, you know, at least um, I, th- I think this is the part that you, you guys maybe can can contribute to mm-hmm. because usually people who are hit by the flood are the people who will share the photos, right? is yeah. like the public, come back to the public and the community itself. yes yeah, true. Uh, so gathering it from WhatsApp, gathering it from Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and then patching it up, just perhaps making sure that those people on their GPS on their location, You can actually put it on the street map as well. So, because we know um, data sharing is still um, something that is elusive, lah, what you call in Malaysia. Yeah, people data is very sacred. Some because it is true. Some of the data is very expensive. For example, the data data that I, uh, I was using previously, mm-hmm. the, the cost is million. Okay, can come up to like almost. 4 million? I know. It's very expensive data. Yeah, of course. yeah. So, it's of course, they won't expensive. just like um simply give it to anyone. True. Right? So, um. we do need data sharing, mm-hmm. but we need to have like, you know, smart data sharing. So, yeah. data sharing with a form of law that covers the data sharing purposes and limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And who are you to actually get the data to... To, to do it for what
0: mm, yeah that's true yeah because yeah, especially with like uh currently a lot of people are concerned about like data privacy and stuff and so you know if data falls into the wrong hands you don't know what they're gonna do with it mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. and also um oh, what i wanted to say just now was about data sharing itself mm-hmm. um oh. Yeah, besides the expensive cost, the the time limit that it was taken to actually collect all the data. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, we want to know who is the person to actually hold on to all the data because the data are now scattered out. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: Different agencies, because they are mandated to do different things, right? Yeah. So it falls on like um, you. For example, you are a researcher. You want to find all the data for one of your project, and you need this what you call drainage data. You need the land, uh, the land cover data. You need you need the rainfall data. So you, you need to go to meteorology. You need to go to JK. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> you need to go to like maybe even agriculture. You know, so. Uh,
0: this so there's is, no like one like unit where all the data is stored it's all yeah. just one this person has this part and another person has
1: another part yes so for, for the time we still do not have that yet mm-hmm. but i can see as well now our ministry of science ministry of innovation and science yes um yeah he did propose something that is quite nice that is a good idea you know Data science, technology, and Ovasi Negara. This mm. one covers actually the IoT, the data sharing, and everything. But still, well, yes, it is a good a good um policy that is coming out with. I mm. hope this policy can actually push through, mm-hmm. and the government to government will have will, will not have any more issues of sharing between them themselves, because they need to they need to um. Solve that first before before we, as the public, the academia, the private sector, can come and share with them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, I, I'm all for citizen science. I, I like citizen science. Citizen science is something that, you know, data is being shared from the public to the yeah. public itself. Yeah. Uh, but then the public themselves also need to help and improve on the data. After they improve on the data, they upload back the data and it is also other people's data as well. Okay. The, the good thing on that is that people won't do redundant work. For example, okay, uh, this person, she likes she something on, you know, people counting, counting of males and females, you know, counting yeah. of adults. Okay, she already done it with that data and then she uploaded it for everyone else. And then another group of people using the same data, but for male and female data, but for uh, maybe ADs, you know, people that mm-hmm. is by a uh, typhoid, for example. So, but then they change the data is upgraded, 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 and shared back into the citizen science uh, kind of uh, platform. I can see that this initiative is being done overseas and for the one that you mentioned just now, everything in just one Mm -hmm. uh, Indonesia tried to do this um, one map, you know Indonesia and also um, uh, Korea, South Korea Ah, tried to do this one map One map is something that is uh, their government initiative bringing together all the information from all the government agencies and um it is in form of layers you know just partial. Yeah. you can put it in layer form and you can actually overlay it and come up with something that's useful for other people maybe f- for me my interest is different for you your interest is different mm-hmm. some people have interest on you know, like just not say traffic you know or logistic yeah. you know uh, yeah. some other people have Interest in okay evacuation centers or okay on um, schools where where kids are you know yeah. so um this is a very good very good idea on having just like one map one storage place with very high facilities and the sharing is smart form of sharing you know mm-hmm. okay
0: um. I think you mentioned you elaborate pasal, um the geospatial um the term geospatial um but there's also a term geotechnic uh, what
1: does this like what does it mean well um i'm not a geotechnical person uh, okay. let me tell you but geotechnical means pe- uh, those um those people who actually go like and find out about the subsurfaces matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They want to know perhaps um, how deep is this uh, strata layer of, mm. of earth, because every layer there's there's a lot of layers actually down yeah. there. And then they uh, we see what they want. For example, like patronas, what they need for geotechnical is to find out where is the best place to actually drill. Find ah. where's the oil? Okay. Uh, so before that they need to do geotechnical investigation mm-hmm. uh, so geotechnical investigation they have their own uh, technology where they can do resistivity and then add on some form of um, equipment onto the ground that mm-hmm. bounce back the information either using GPR ground penetrating radar and then coming up with and then they map because they map the, the subsurface. You know, mm-hmm. and then they evaluate it and see whether is this the right place to drill or not. For example, mm. yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. So, what is uh the current update on the social entrepreneurship project with the Unit Pengurusan Bencana Negeri Selangor?
1: Oh, actually, on um on that kind of question, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that question given, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm not quite sure, because I know that now, uh, during this COVID time, this is the most painful time. Yeah. Uh, previously, I was speaking to uh, ASEAN. They were also trying to find initiatives to maintain the SME, the small yeah, and yeah. medium enterprises. Well, actually, uh, from my readings itself, SMEs covers more than 80% of Malaysia mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are considered the the backbone, lah, that you, you have that's why there are a lot of people going into like helping helping those startup companies. Yeah, when you have startup companies, some of the some of these will will sustain, mm-hmm. some will die, some will re um, uh, energize. You know, like yeah. branding, whatever. And some can survive this COVID, and some might not. So we know that the government give a, give some form of um, you know like they they try to uh, uplift some burdens, you know, mm-hmm. some form of initiative, uh, give some form of um, yeah uh, ease in the payment to the bank. Mm-hmm. Like that uh, no matter how this SME should be, you know be helped by all sectors and should be uh, promoted means that people should try more if you have more people is in SMEs there will be more that will be that will be able to um, strive you know be able Mm. to to actually reach the top maybe not all of them will end up becoming big companies and we might not even expect them to we might expect them to maintain themselves to be SMEs which can survive, which can actually contribute back to the to Malaysian economy, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, should never like, you know, take away their, you know, uh, I mean, uh, it's like you have to find and give the fishing rod instead of yeah. just giving the fish to them. Yeah, of course. It's a bit yeah. about SMEs, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're surviving now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, especially like during COVID, um, I mean like even of course being in the startup, we've seen other startups and some yeah. have uh, completely shut down. Yeah. But, you know, um, Alhamdulillah, like, you know, at, at Reka, we are still growing and we're still here, of course. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's like sad, but also kind of like natural selection, you know. Um, yeah but i really do appreciate that i see that you know there's not just the yeah i think like government and and other platforms are helping um all these smes to you know get funding yes. or you know just to like survive at least until hopefully this covid period ends
1: actually if if like smes have the uh, um has the initiative to get fundings from asean mm-hmm. from asia pacific and yeah. from the globe, even Europe, you know, yeah funding for SMEs, if I'm not wrong, mm. uh, to, to help them sustain, just to sustain this uh, painful time. You know, it will get yeah. better, of course. You know, when you hit the floor, there's yeah. nowhere else to go except up, right? True. Yeah, but it's just time. It's time and also how much you can actually survive. Yeah, That's it, why it, there are there are some other projects as well that mm-hmm. was um, done by other agencies like united Nations and all sometimes mm-hmm. they look at uh, how these companies actually can last there are tourism industry is one of the worst being hit right yeah of course hotels, you know mm-hmm. because we there are some hotels which are well prepared we don't actually know that they have good leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was Because they expect Okay, this COVID will last Till three years Because they read the book The book said It will last uh, Even our uh, Who's that? What Jamila Right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Jamila Datuk yeah, Jamila
0: Yeah,
1: yeah the, Our Prime Minister uh, Advisor mm-hmm. She said This pandemic Will last Three years At the least So within these three years is This is a hard period so what happened was one of these hotel, big hotels, huh? um, they reduce all of their salary. Mm-hmm. All of the salary uh, the the CEO salary is cut, you know. Yeah. To sustain for the others. Mm, I see. To stretch, Instead, they try to stretch out their their already uh, available income ah okay uh, so i don't know how 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 well they will do but mm. but you know now people are already traveling yeah true true yeah, people people uh, are advised by this uh, new um you know, our, our sop is always changing right because yeah. it's something new it, it is acceptable and mm. um well if you want to go for tourism you can go with these uh, agencies and uh, hotels making mm. a lot of um, offers. So, go for that, right? So, people are rushing for that. They, they they do not want to stay at home. With Everyone is staying at home, with, uh, working from home, right?
0: So, yeah, uh, for so like
1: so a year plus company, now. Yeah, with this mm. initiative, the tourism company, bit by bit, will be able to uh, brief, at least be able to brief at least
0: yeah yeah Yeah, especially like um i think this is um i'm noticing like even though you know we cannot like uh cross borders Mm -hmm. we can still like you know just travel within like our state and i'm noticing that at least uh, some people are having Yeah, like some people are actually just traveling, like you know, within KL and yeah. um, like staycations. And, yeah, and stay, I'm glad
1: that at least you stay at the hotel thing. beside your condo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, it's like from one condo to another condo. Yeah. But, I mean, at least it, it's still helping these, um, you know, hotel businesses and tourism to like survive,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. and and with this COVID, also, there are some frozen. Frozen funds Because mm. That funds Are used to uh, Be used for travelling And those funds Are, are plenty So This yeah. um, This like Organization With That that Form of funds They are trying to find uh, Ways How to use that fund Because if not it will be of a waste Because that is already Part of their, their okay. So um, mm. Yeah uh, those, those are things that maybe even SMEs can look into. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to identify uh, which organization are the funding organizations you know and approach mm-hmm. you first of all of course you cannot come uh, empty-handed you have to come with a proposal. yeah people like you know um, these kind of com- companies they like to see the outcome mm-hmm. the outcome of your proposal it means how your outcome touches the people's life. Yeah, true. Uh So, for even my study, when doing my PhD, starting off, I was like, you know, people who are like engineers, they're very. Some sorry to say, but sometimes we are very rigid. We are all to data accuracy, Mm -hmm. uh, processing. Yeah, but after the two thousand fifteen earthquake, and I see how the local people in Sabah Kundasang fear of the. Quick, right mm-hmm. they have, the, they have uh, like this three to five months of fear of not going into their homes They their mm-hmm. homes are there but they will sleep outside yeah. even though their homes are, are not uh, I mean are in good shape they have that fear of whenever the shake comes you know and, yeah. and they even whats up me they say when will will this shake stop as a, <laughs> as a scientist or as an academician we are saying that yeah even I cannot say when this check is okay, Yeah, Of course, yeah. Of course. So the thing that we can do as uh, academia, as researcher, mm-hmm. is to go back down, go for outreach program, go back to the community. Yeah. You, bring, you bring your maps. You bring your technical information. You share with them. Yeah. So what happened was, um, since 2013, my first visit to Kundasang was in 2014 and every year, 2013 at the end of the year I went, 2014 I went again, mostly every year I went you know, And after the, the earthquake, at the end of that year we make an awareness program with the community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we tell them that they have, of course they do not want to relocate, that it's like you want to ask them to relocate Who's gonna give the big plot of land for them to relocate? Yeah, of course, it's true. They're not gonna leave their grandfather's, you know, the mm-hmm. their great great grandfather's land. So what we can do is to tell them to make them well informed of the exposure they are in. That is what the DRM purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know? Making them understand their own environment. And from that we can learn from them as well. Because yeah. after the third year after the gempa, after mm-hmm. the earthquake, we can see the local people already make their own initiative. They uh, planted a lot of trees at the side of the uh, hills because side of the hills with no trees, they will be at risk of landslide. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then they also make small uh, collecting pond, water collecting pond, because... Mm-hmm. Their area is very flourished with water from uh, rain itself, and also from the geological, uh, you know, structure of the hilly area. You know? so yeah, so they make their own what I call uh, ponds to collect the water, so that the water won't just flow into by the side of their house, which will make their mm-hmm. house crack, things like that. And they are more aware now, you know, of where to evacuate. If earthquake yeah. was to happen again, they know that they should go to open spaces and not go immediately. They have to wait first. They have to hide first. After mm-hmm. the, the earthquake have subsided a bit, mm-hmm. have subsided means that there's no quake yet, go out. Then go out to open space. It will happen again. Yeah. Because that day, they were hit by more than 200 uh, quakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it lasts for more than one year. Can Can you imagine? How much trauma for? Yeah, somebody.
0: of course That must yeah. be like Really terrifying for them uh,
1: I, I was I felt The 5.1 earthquake On the 12th of uh, June A mm-hmm. week after the first uh, 6.0 earthquake mm-hmm. I was in the hotel Yeah, I came I came one week after A bit late Because it did mm-hmm. I was uh, doing some uh, data processing in the hotel. Yeah. Suddenly, at about two thirty AM, mm-hmm. the five point one earthquake happened. It yeah. was unimaginable. It is like you know, as a Muslim, we feel like Allah is angry at us. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It is. It is underneath your leg, but you. It's underneath your feet. You know, the the shock. You mm-hmm. cannot do anything. <laughs> it's like that, so I can imagine they having to face the whole of almost a year of um, shaking. Yeah, then the, the huge shaking is just within three months, you know, a lot of um continuous shaking, 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 and quite, quite, um, quite high, you know, quite intense. But after three months, it becomes less, lesser, and until they don't even feel it. When I WhatsApp them, I said. Okay, from, I can see from the internet that there was a 3.1. Say, said, oh, I tak rasa, you know. I, said, I was sending my kid to school tak rasa pun. Whoa, Oh my gosh. Yeah, they are more resilient now. Yeah. Now we can go and we learn from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe that um, researchers, academias, don't just stay in your lab. Mm. Of course, you need, you need to do processing and all. Yeah. But do go out meet the people. If you mm-hmm. do that, go and meet these people who are hit by flood. Of mm-hmm. course, you can learn something from them. Try yeah. to have some form of passion when you see them, you know? Yeah. And try to put your shoes in the ass. And mm-hmm. then perhaps your research will be a more impactful one. Okay.
0: Okay. So, I think going back to you were talking about, yeah, every year we have like a um, Flood crisis, right? That occurs in like the East Coast Peninsula. Is there any simulation or data de- data gathering regarding the logistic movements during
1: disasters? Yeah. Well, um, the police have their own data. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a what I call um, mot- mortality, you know, people. Uh, who- yeah. So they have to come out with a uh, letter of death, right? Yes. So the police will come up with the data, okay. information. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, perhaps due to non non-centralized uh, computer system or whatever, you know, mm. no no proper no proper data gathering database system. Oh. You know, this this is involved with GIS no proper JS system for collecting data information in most, in many government agencies. There are, there are of course, agencies like Jupam, they have people from my background, it's a geometric mm-hmm. background. We are well-versed with JS. There are government agencies which do not know GIS, which need mm-hmm. to be trained. So yeah. uh, the data sometimes are lost like that. Sometimes they, they fill in, if you if you can recall, sometimes they fill in the data manually in a big book, right? Mm-hmm. And then when flood, ha- flood occurred, that big book also sunk with water. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened to the data? Bye-bye. It's,
0: it's not digitized. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so it's all like, it's all on paper. It's not really digitized at this moment.
1: For the time being, if... There are some uh, agencies that are moving forward to digitizing, Mm. but since there's no proper sharing, sometimes it's also lost like that. It is saying the truth because we do try to find historical data. And uh, currently, NADMA has this what you call Sunday monitor. Mm -hmm. They need to uh, do reporting last year 2020. Mm. they They did make some form of reporting. Um, however, not many uh, government agencies contributed to this Sendai Monitor um, you know, answering to the Sendai Monitor mm-hmm. However, Malaysia is amongst the what I call the eighth country that actually um, give the information of Sendai Monitoring to the globe You know, yeah. uh, because it is the whole globe's initi- it is initiative for the whole globe and we are one of the country that contributed. However, we do have scars of data because of uh, this data sharing barrier. Mm, yeah. We should try and yeah, just propose whenever you know. Yeah. Propose again. Propose again. Why not we do this data sharing with intelligence, with smart data sharing things like that? that would be a good idea, right?
0: Yeah, true. So. In your opinion, how critical is it to warn citizens about potential disasters?
1: Of course. It is that is the saving life. Saving mm. one life is like saving the whole humanity, right? Mm, true. So of course it is very, very important. That's the reason so, why Japan, mm, yeah. They make the wall, right? They make the um barrier for the tsunami. Ah, yeah. That was even before 2011. They've already they already predicted the 2011 tsunami, but they didn't expect the tsunami to be of that intensity, of that impact, of that very high, um, yeah, very high tsunami. Yeah. So they make the walls ten meter high. But the people, a lot of them died. If you see currently, they are making the whole stretch of war, mm-hmm. even higher. And I think that is uh, a world, um, I mean, the world are discussing on this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it is going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I like the initiative that's being done, but I think some things need to be thought through again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How? We need, we need to have all this um, alarm system, this yeah. This, uh, for example, like in Sabah, mm. for nine uh, two thousand seventeen, there was more than there was like 80, 83, 86 flood per year. Oh my gosh! You know why? After the earthquake, uh-huh. there are a lot of cascading hazard. There are a lot of cascading hazard that lead to disaster even worse. Yeah, the earthquake is just shaking. We call yeah. earthquake is just shaking the thing that actually killed the people was the the rock fall oh from the rock shaking fell at initial initial speed and hit yeah. the people actually oh cut them up, you know yeah yeah and then after years that comes the rain brings down the uh, the soil from yeah. that, that was already loose that, the mm-hmm. loose soil from the quake right yeah uh, so Washed down by the river oh. And then covered the paddy area That was considered Our goal paddy area, right? So it was like
0: one thing Like basically the, sh- the shaking, the earthquake Once they became resilient to that There were actually other disasters Being caused because of it
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh And actually in Japan mm-hmm. It is after The earthquake what they are afraid of Is fire Why fire? Because There are lots of pipelines You know
0: Gas yeah. pipeline.
1: Oh yeah. And even the Fukushima Fukushima yeah. of 2011 What happened was The What you call The radioactive uh, Oh industrial. yeah Right mm-hmm. Yeah, That is more uh, It is a longer period To To clean up and yeah, of more course. larger people are being affected and we do not know whether that that person will actually you know uh, turn into something else <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> yeah
0: kind <Become> x-men <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well that's that's the that's the best case scenario but of course the worst case scenarios with the mutation would yeah, be a good <laughs> mutation <laughs> So how? Yeah, I think you mentioned earlier about like alerts and stuff. So, um, is there like other ways for us to increase the awareness of how important it is to prepare for all these disasters?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, getting the right the right form of knowledge out, you know, mm-hmm. because um, very recently also I I spoke to. People on the streets, you know, just asking them about their ideas about vaccine. Mm. You can see we have the power of uh, crowdsourcing, we have the power of media now. Yeah. Anyone can actually spoil the whole information. Mm. Just one person, right? Yeah. You can tweet or can do a TikTok or can do an Instagram. Yeah. And spoil the whole information. Yeah. So, Yes, we need accurate information. Mm-hmm. We need, we need what you call this um, data. Uh, what you call it? data security mm-hmm. <laughs> within ourselves, within yeah. our own community. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the right information has to be out first. True. Mm. So, initiative from Malaysia. There's a lot already. Mm-hmm. They have this like. Offshore boy for tsunami warning, you know. Mm-hmm. We have this uh, poise, uh, poison for the information for uh, debris, uh, flood and debris flow at Kota Belut, you know. Mm-hmm. From people downstream that upstream is flooded and ah. they get out of their homes. Ah. have that okay. and we have uh, in slang also they installed this form of early warning to inform the community if the barn actually breaks. We mm-hmm. have barns right by the yeah. side of the river to prevent the water from coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, it's high tide, sometimes the water level can be quite uh, overwhelming. So mm-hmm. have the warning system. Mm. Um, however, we need to invest, of course, besides infrastructure, we need the un- non-structural form, which is informing or giving knowledge to the community itself. Mm-hmm. And because they are the one living there, they can see, oh, the bud is going to f- gonna fall soon. We can yeah. see cracks. we can see some form of water seepage, see you know, and mm-hmm. they can inform. They can inform the the people, they can inform their own community, they can inform the government on this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why for Japan, they have what you call this, um they have these three uh, let me see. Miss you help your own people first, you know? Yeah. Uh, because the the government people will come on like maybe five to ten minutes after. Mm. Uh, yeah, of course. Mutual help and public help. Yeah. So self-help is you you yourself, you have you know how to save your own son, for example. To do some form of cpr mm-hmm. to do some form of uh, where what to do when gempa is it okay run run everyone run off the house or oh hide hide, hide under the hide under yeah. the mm-hmm. you need to know the right information and then after that you you and also your own neighbor can help each other mm-hmm. that is the most uh, most of the people in uh, japan after a disaster they are being saved by their own neighbours or people who are actually wandering around where they are. Mm. Uh, most of them are being saved. 68, 60 plus percent are being saved by mutual help. Yeah. Then yeah. From the public help which is from the government people.
0: Yeah, because they take time to get to the scene, you know, so you yeah. have to know
1: what you have to do first. Yeah. And, and they need to wait until they get the instruction, the proper instructions, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, life cannot wait, no? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's past ten forty-five. So we'll speed up a little bit. Um. So how do we have any like alert, like disaster alert apps that are like on the app store? Anything made by the government?
1: Um. There are a lot of initiatives, even from JMG. They have the Nazi system that which they initiated to make you know to inform people on. Where is the landslide on real time base? Yeah, we have also. Um, however, sometimes this this uh, initiative doesn't. I mean, it, it is initiated very well, mm-hmm. uh, but do due to maybe fundings or uh, due to changing of positions. You know, you know how it works in the government, right? Yeah, uh, like. Uh, I saw what uh, Naziro gave to me. Mm-hmm. He he showed the face of uh, a Firus from from Selangor Disaster Unit. He is no longer there. He he already had a better. Uh, he he is given a better post mm-hmm. in some other agency. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know how how fast this actually goes. Like five years, you change the people. Yeah. So sometimes the initiative left hanging. Yeah. Yeah, many at times this is the reality that happens people mm. that is already being well trained after 5 years now now they know more about disaster now they know what to do mm-hmm. but they are not in that position anymore mm. so the initiative sometimes is left uh, left like that
0: mm, i see I think, that's really unfortunate like they don't like continue it you know yeah, I, I think that's, that's supposed to be helped as well. Yeah. okay. So last question, which is, um, so Nazira has mentioned that your research is mainly focusing on the geospatial and geotechnic, which is why I asked you earlier. <laughs> um, would historical data of traffic or movement of people be beneficial to your research?
1: Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I suppose in uh, disaster risk management, since mm-hmm. every life is important and we do not want to have anyone left behind.
0: Yeah, of course. So,
1: you, we're talking about the counting of people, now, right, right?
0: Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, counting of yeah.
1: people. So, when you reach a certain area, oh. you first, before you want to assess uh, a place that's being hit by a big disaster, you want to know how many people is there? Yeah, the data from JKN. Mm-hmm. But if you already have that well installed, like now, I I heard from um, S three that they have this technology to count. You know, mm-hmm. they have this yeah. dynamic mobile technology. You just put it on your car, and they can actually count the number of people. But you need to actually put in what information you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they can actually just retrieve it for you. Mm-hmm. I think that is, of course, very very useful. It can be, yeah, it can be put into a lot of things. Yeah, you, we can count. Maybe how many people use this evacuation route? You know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then without people needing to count, you just put a camera and you can count the whole, uh, the whole um community that's inside the evacuation center. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can see how much they go in, and out, and out. And with this yeah. COVID as well, we have this white-core Mysore application, which is also very useful. Mm-hmm. I believe the movement of people is more well um, known offline. Yeah. It will be of benefit if it can be put into good use, you know. Yeah. Customized and put together. The technology is there, sensors are there, mm-hmm. maps are there, you know, you have the counting available you have data scientists, you have engineers. Mm -hmm. So, put this, this is a transdisciplinary thing. Put the right people together and we can come up with something that's very good for the whole nation. I believe so.
0: Yep, that's true. So, thank you so much. That about wraps up everything that I wanted to ask you today. So, is there anything that you would like to add
1: just to finish this session off? Okay, um, well, first of all, thank you very much again, uh, Finn, yeah. and also Reka for inviting me today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I hope whatever question that I get, got to answer today is of use to you and your company and the people who are listening to this. Mm-hmm. And for those um, engineers, uh, academia, researchers, please um, go back to the community. Whatever things that you do, Um, have part of the contribution to go back to the people out there that is all
0: thank you okay thank you so much for your time doctor and thank you to everyone who tuned into this session this week so remember everyone that you have to stay safe and stay sanitized and hope you have a great day thank you for listening to our podcast for more updates Follow us on our socials at Rika Studios.